the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Beercast on AM 970. The answer, another fantastic show for you tonight. A craft beer, ge- actually two craft beer guests that'll be joining me this hour. News and notes to get to, and there are some important ones. It's going to be a short news segment, but it's uh, very important. But first, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A double T U double L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beercast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And, you know, Facebook and Twitter are really the best ways to get in touch with me. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. If you send me a message there, I will get back to you as soon as I can. If you tweet me, at Al Gattulo, uh, I will also respond as quickly, you know, as quickly as I can to help you out. Uh, beer questions, maybe a music question. I'm not, you know, I'm a music fan. I'm not an expert in music. I'm certainly not an expert in beer either. I'm just like all of you. I like to enjoy uh, delicious, cold, fresh beer, uh, you know, on a semi-regular basis. Let's put it that way. Uh, My guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. First up, Alexa Long. She's the head brewer for Legion Brewing, which is based out of North Carolina. That interview coming up about 10 minutes from now. Uh, And one of the spotlight women in beer, women in the brewing industry. At the bottom of the hour, Jennifer Royal from No Label Brewing out of Texas. We'll talk about the beer scene in the Lone Star State, uh, the cool names they have for some of their beers, as well as how a uh, husband and wife team uh, got their brewery started. That interview takes place in about 20 minutes. They are in Katy, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Alexa is the head brewer, as I said, for Legion Brewing. Very cool job. And she's got an interesting story about how she got started uh, in the brewing business as well. Started it off with a little Judas Priest. Uh, got the news earlier this week. Glenn Tipton, uh, one of the longtime uh, guitarist for Judas Priest, um, is dealing with Parkinson's disease. So he will not be on the current tour, which is a shame. They brought in a replacement guitarist. His name escapes me at the moment. Uh, as a session guy, he was actually a producer on their latest album, Firepower, which is coming out in just a couple of weeks. Um, but um, apparently Glenn's uh, health has worsened a little bit where he wouldn't be able to do the entire tour. He may pop up um, on the tour in certain spots, but he is being replaced, and it's a shame. It's just, look, it's the reality of, of these things. Musicians are getting older. Our favorite acts are getting older, and uh, unfortunately, they're not able. Their bodies are not able to put in uh, the time and the energy that they would need, like they, you know, were able to do, you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty years ago. So, uh, very, very sad uh, about Glenn Tipton, and uh, you know, we wish him all the best, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll see him at some point on the uh, tour 
uh, Judas Priest, Saxon, and the former members of Thin Lizzy, which is kind of cool. So this past Monday, big news uh, of the day uh, or of the week, uh, this past Monday, Stone Brewing filed suit to defend its iconic stone brand against one of the world's largest beer conglomerates, Miller Coors. Uh, Stone, known for being the antithesis uh, to big beer, has long waved a flag of bold character, individualism, and independence. The suit alleges that Miller Coors is trying to rebrand its Colorado Rockies-themed Keystone beer as Stone, and uh, Greg Cook has uh, felt he has no choice but to combat Miller Coors' aggressive marketing moves, which abandoned Keystone's own heritage by falsely associating with the one true Stone. And that what they did was they teased it all last weekend, and then uh, Greg Cook around uh, about 3 Eastern on Monday released a video uh, outside of Stone headquarters in Escondido. Uh, well, beautiful place, by the way. Fantastic place. Great tour, great beers, and fantastic food at the Bistro and Gardens. Um, so he releases this video explaining in about a five-minute video why they're doing this. I want to play you a portion of that because I could tell you what he said, but I'd rather you hear it directly from Greg Cook himself as to why they are suing Miller Coors. This is really disconcerting to hold this. Look at this. It says stone light. Two words that you would never see together in association with our company. They've been incredibly bold with their approach of just... um, with their marketing, it, uh, grab life by the stones, stone this and stones that, and sometimes they'll put a little apostrophe in front of stones. But the bottom line is, as you can see very clearly, they are trying to just line this up and, and, and push the word stone. Hey, in the world of beer, the name stone is ours. Put this down for right now. I hope you don't mind. All right, so that, that is a portion of, of what he has said. Uh, in the five-minute interview. And really, it's the crux of the argument. The name Stone, when you hear Stone as a cra- as a craft beer fan, you know when somebody says, hey, do you want a Stone? You want a Stone? You know they're talking about Stone Brewing. But for the person who is not well-versed in craft beer, is a novice, has been a, you know, a Coors Light drinker his entire time, a Miller High Life drinker his entire time, when he hears Stone... He might not know that that's Stone Brewing. Maybe he thinks it's Keystone. A number of people have said that are younger than me have said, yeah, yeah, we used to pick up a, you know, a case of Stones, you know, 15 bucks, $20, whatever, and used to get drunk when we were in college. Okay, I get that part of it. But for the average person, they're not going to know what the name Stone Brewing is. They think that Stone may be Keystone. So I get Greg Cook's argument here, and I understand why he's suing Miller Coors. And he said in the video, very simply, Miller Coors can end this immediately. Change the packaging. Simply change the packaging. Don't refer to it as stone or stone light. And, and it'll, it, you know, it's, it's done. Now, they, Keystone apparently changed this up. They changed their marketing strategy last April. Now, Greg Cook has said in the video that, you know, he's not going to sell out to Big Beer. Uh, they can't acquire him, so he ref- this is their way of combating him. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. I don't know. That's solely based on his opinion. Um, I do think that the big uh, beer players probably at one point or another in the last couple of years probably reached out to him and said, hey, look, what will it take for you to sell the company? Um, And he's told them no, and he's told them no time and time again. He has built an iconic brand. I think they're the 
seventh or eighth largest brewer, independent brewer in the country, I think. I could be wrong about that. Maybe it's fifth. I'm not really sure. I think it's seventh or eighth. Might be, I'm, I, again, I might be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that one. But the, the bottom line is he has made an iconic brand out of Stone Brewing. He's got every right to sue them. Some may think that this is a publicity stunt. Some may think that, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, all, all just a ploy to get money out of Miller Coors. No, I think if Miller Coors called him today or Monday, Tuesday of next week and said, look, we're going to drop it. We're going to change our brand. Um, you know, whatever cans are out there are out there. And after they're all sold out, we're going back to back to the way it was. I think you'd be fine with that and walk away. That's that's just my that's just my opinion on the whole thing. Uh, kudos to Greg Cook. Kudos to Stone. Good luck on the lawsuit. Uh, I do hope that they succeed in this one. Uh, when you look at the can, and he was showing a picture of the can, if you watch the video, you can go on YouTube and look for Stone Brewing. You can watch the video yourself. It absolutely, if you looked at it real quick, you would think it's Stone Beer. You know, you would think, oh, this is what Stone Beer is. Oh, it's this? It's watered down, you know, nonsense or whatever? No. I think he's got a, he's got a point. He has a, a, a clear case here where they're infringing on a trademark brand. And he, is, he has said it himself, or at least the company has said it itself, uh, domestic... Uh, premium uh, category uh, dipped 4% in 2017, equating to a $12.5 billion loss. And, uh, you know, these beers are losing money, and so they want, to, um, they want to try and recoup it somehow by tricking people into buying something that isn't truly a craft beer. So kudos to Greg Cook, and uh, let's hope he succeeds with this lawsuit. We will see. Of course, we will keep you uh, informed uh, on that as well. But I thought it was interesting, and I wanted you to hear it from his mouth himself as to why he did what he did. It's a, it's a cool little video, about five minutes long. You can definitely check it out uh, online at YouTube. Maybe we'll tweet a link out uh, to it as well. Uh, finally, in our last bit of news and notes here in this in this segment, Cape May Brewing uh, celebrated the Eagles' uh, big win at the Super Bowl in their tasting room. Uh, night, uh, Massachusetts-based uh, Night Shift Brewing had a friendly wager with the guys from Cape May. And on February 17th, representatives from Night Shift, uh, which is today, uh, they were on hand at the tasting room uh, for about an hour to settle the wager, uh, they uh, Mike O'Mara, the owner of Night Shift, was behind the bar at Cape May Brewing uh, while wearing a Patriots jersey with "We Lost" uh, emblazoned on the back. And uh, all tips collected during the hour are going to be donated to the Eagles Charitable Foundation. So kudos to Cape May and kudos to uh, to Night Shift Brewing uh, for settling up on the bet. You know, there was some friendly banter back and forth between Sam Adams, Jack Abbey. And uh, a couple of Philadelphia-based brewers, Victory Beer as well. So uh, as far as I know, I think they've all paid up on their bets. So uh, good for them. And, uh, you know, th- it's nice when you see those friendly type of wages. Because, look, the, the beer community is really a collaboration. It's a collaboration of people. Everybody kind of tries to help out one another where they can. And uh, that is that is huge uh, to me. I think it's great that, you know, hey, listen, you know, maybe a brewery is short on one thing and another brewery has something and lends it to them and says, oh, when you get back, you know, uh, whatever it is that you're missing, you give it to you give it back to us. And uh, a lot of people help out that way. And I think that's great. I think that's a really, really important part of um, of the beer business and of brewing as well. Now, when we come back after a short break, Alexa Long, she's the head brewer for Legion Brewing, will join me. We'll find out all about this brewery that's going on in North Carolina. Again, North Carolina has a burgeoning beer scene that is doing very well down there. And they're expanding in leaps and bounds. You've seen a lot of companies uh, moving into that area. Uh, in that, you know, the southern area, Virginia, North Carolina, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Folks, we're just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Jay Sekula thinks it's time to come to the table in the Middle East. Palestinians, like every other human being, want food, shelter, education for their children, and health care. And what they know is that from Mahmoud Abbas and his predecessor, Yasser Arafat, they're getting none of that. So now you've got this unique coalition with Israel, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Jordan. And who would have thought that would have happened? Because the greater threat is Iran. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 970, The Answer. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. For unhappy timeshare owners, getting out is important. And with maintenance bills taking a bite out of your savings, now is the right time to call Lone Star Transfer to improve your financial situation. They've helped over 5,000 people get out of their timeshares quickly, legally, and ethically with a 99% success rate and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Let them help you. Call toll-free 855-551-7066, 855-551-7066 for a no-obligation consultation or visit them online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Imagine a politician saying this today. I have wondered at times what the Ten Commandments would have looked like if Moses had run them through the U.S. Congress. That's a quote from Ronald Reagan. He showed us through his life, his faith, and with his words that Judeo-Christian values and principles matter. You can help spread the legacy of Ronald Reagan, and you can do it by getting a Reagan email address. Right now, if you have a Gmail, AOL, Yahoo, or other big tech company email address, You help them market their service with every email you send. In return, they can scan your emails and target you with unwanted advertising. Thanks to our sponsor, ReaganPrivacy.com, you can instead share the Reagan name with every email you send. And they won't scan your emails, they'll leave you alone. Get an email address you'll be proud to own at ReaganPrivacy.com. Your very own personal private email address is available to you at ReaganPrivacy.com. Get your Reagan email address now at ReaganPrivacy.com. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, and via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. My guest on the cast, she is the head brewer for a brewery located in Charlotte, North Carolina. They started in late 2015, and they just celebrated their second anniversary a month or so ago. Legion Brewing is the name of their company. LegionBrewing.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome in Alexa Long to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Alexa, welcome. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, Alexa, how did Legion Brewing get its start? 
Um, so like you said, December uh, 2015, we opened up. Um, Phil Bichu's the owner, and he just had this longtime vision, um, had his business plan together for about 10 years, um, and just a, a vision of friends and beer and really supporting local and bringing people together. Um, we have a strong sense of hospitality in our tap room. And um, on the beer side, of course, quality is a, is a huge focus, and that's the vision. Very cool. Now, you were going to school for finance and decided to switch to brewing. Why? Correct. Um, so I had this epiphany pretty early on. Uh, they had they offered what's called a shadow day. So mm-hmm. I, I was a risk risk management and insurance concentration. And so I was able to, to follow um, a risk management team in, in Wells Fargo. And it was one of the worst days of my life, but also um, – <laughs> You know, for the best, because I realized that I didn't want to go down that career path. And uh, I was super into beer at the time, uh, started homebrewing not long after, and eventually decided to turn a hobby into a career. Nice. Now, now and, and you were a homebrewer before that? Uh, before I started professionally brewing, yes. Right. Um, on, on this particular Saturday, I was, I was pretty young. I was like, I think I was only 20. So I, I definitely waited till twenty one to start homebrewing. <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting. You got the bug and you decided that it that it wasn't for you. I mean, that's that's a great story because I mean, I, people aren't fortunate enough uh, at a young age to know really what they want to do. So the fact that you kind of knew what you wanted to do and then you were going into a different career path uh, and decided to go back to what it is that you love that's that's an awesome thing. So very cool. So kudos to you. We're talking with uh, Alexa Longhead Brewer of Legion Brewing. They're located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Legionbrewing.com is the website for more information. Now, let's talk about some of the beers here. Being an IPA fan like I am, uh, this one that you have brewed seems right up my alley. Winnie the Brew. What's so special about this one? And I'm guessing the name is a takeoff of Winnie the Pooh? It is. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's actually probably my favorite on tap right now. Nice. So it's a 10.2% uh, triple IPA. Oof. We use 120 pounds of local clover honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's super balanced. It's very easy drinking for 10.2%, um, but still aggressively hoppy. And we use some Chinook and Centennial and Simcoe. So it's pretty uh, tiny and, um, I guess, more traditional than the super trendy, hazy IPAs that you're seeing these days. But um Definitely tasty. Uh, now, a path to the dark side. Nice Star Wars reference on this. Uh, what's the four one one on this one? Um, so that's our oatmeal stout, and it's, I mean it's pretty straightforward. Five percent, super easy drinking, um, roasty, creamy, coffee notes, chocolate. Uh, that's that's kind of my winter go to. Okay, and then finally, Grambo. Is this like Rambo? That is the reference. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the idea for that one was to to kind of mimic a graham cracker flavor. So, again, we use local honey um, and then some cinnamon. And this one's brewed with all local malt as well from Epiphany. They're out of Durham. Mm-hmm. And they have a ton of cool specialty grains that um, gave us the, the flavor profile we were going for. So, like, biscuity, um, some caramel malt for sweetness, um, honey notes in the malt as well. So that's a cool one. Easy drinking. We're talking with Alexa Long, the head brewer of Legion Brewing, located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Legionbrewing.com is the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Of all the things that you've learned uh, while brewing, Alexa, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned while brewing? Or the most important, I would say. Not so much biggest, but the most important thing. Uh, 
Um, I mean, man, there's there's something to learn every day if you're doing it right. But I guess from more of a high-level view, patience and, and just focusing on quality mm-hmm. is super important. Um, you know, sometimes you get so so caught up in, in working working in the day-to-day and, and doing your tasks, and it's important to take a step back and kind of work on the recipes and work on yourself and work on the business and um, just – you know, take a high level view and make sure you're doing sensory and all that. And, you know, and when you say that, take a step back and, and you're working on different things when you're out and about, um, obviously you're not always drinking your beer that you're, that, that you're producing or making. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a particular beer that you, you come across and you don't have to name names, but is there something that, you know, triggers something that says to you, you know, Hey, wow, this is a really good beer, but if you tweak it with this, or if I did something, you know, or I did this, it would make the beer uh, taste better, or that's something that I, I, I would really like to, I don't want to say duplicate, but but have your own twist on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely getting inspired all the time by by beers out there and um, even, you know, food that we eat and uh, desserts and, and herbs and nature and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, definitely drawing inspiration from beers and, and taking notes on how, how we can do it or how we can adjust or Maybe not repeat, but but be inspired by. See, to me, that's the cool thing when you say you know you said that you're eating something and all of a sudden it inspires you to make a beer. Especially like you were talking about um, the um, the the Grambo one, you wanted it to taste like a graham cracker. Where did the concept come up with that? Were, were you you know were you having dessert one day with your boyfriend, your husband, or whatever, and you decide, oh my god, this is what I want to do. I'd love to capture this essence in a beer. That idea came about in one of our brewers meetings. We meet weekly and just kind of discuss the brew schedule and what's on deck, and we decided that would be a fun one. And now, what's the latest in the brewery uh, that's going to be coming out, let's say, over the next several months that you guys will have for sale? Uh, let's see. Ne- next week, actually, we're tapping. It hasn't been named yet, but we brewed a Saison with local grits, which oh. we're pretty excited about. Um more of a farmhouse blonde, really, but it's about 4%. We're getting, getting into spring soon, um, so some lighter stuff. We've also got a beer called Beauty in the Beach, um, okay. and that's that's a beet saison. It's a very pretty pink color. Uh, also has mandarin zest and juice in it. Now, um, it, it, you know what's interesting, Alexa? I, I noticed that the trend, everybody, you know, we talked about the double IPA, which you said was your favorite, but what I've mm-hmm. also noticed is we're, we're seeing more sessionable type of beers lately. I, I would mm-hmm. say over the last six months, people are coming out with stuff that's, you know, in that 4 and 5% range of ABV because you want to be able to drink uh, more and more of them. Are you seeing that from customers that are coming in? They're saying, wow, you know, this is a great beer, but it's so strong I can only have one. Are you seeing that trend as well? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, we we definitely try to have a variety and a diverse menu, so we'll have low ABV and high ABV Um and a range of IBUs and, and color and flavor profile. So we, we try to have something for everyone, but uh, it's also seasonal, I think, as well. We, I think we typically have more darker, stronger stuff uh, in the colder months and a lot more um, lighter, easy-drinking, low-ABV stuff in the warmer months. And, are you Alexa, are you also seeing uh, when people come into the brewery and they, they see that you're, you're the head brewer and that you're putting, putting together all these, uh, all these ideas – does it spark from from a, a woman's standpoint? Does it spark women to go, "Wow, you know what? She can do it. I can do it too. This is great. This is something that I would want to do." Have you have you seen any of that uh, as you've been uh, working with Legion Brewing? Yeah, um, I mean, I've def- I've been told that I'm an inspiration, which is still weird to weird to hear, but it makes me feel good. 
And whether whether it's a female getting into brewing or, you know, a male or anyone, just I'm all about doing what you love. So if you're not happy in your job, find something that, that does make you happy because it's, it's great. That Listen, that is that is a great piece of advice no matter what you do, whether it's brewing beer, being on the radio. You have to do what you love, and that is, to me, is one of the most important things. Listen, you still have to pay your bills and be responsible at the end of the day, but if you can do those things and love what you do, it's even better. My guest has been Alexa Long, head brewer of Legion Brewing, located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Legionbrewing.com is the website for more information. Alexa, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. You got it. When we come back after a short break, Jennifer Royal from No Label Brewing joins me on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. Mostly cloudy, snowing, 34 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Police confirming that a newborn baby found in a garbage pile at a Queens playground this morning has died. Devon Davis found the baby after noticing a disturbing smell. I thought it was just cans, like garbage from singing and all that, or animals being run over, killed, dying and all that. The horrific discovery was made at about 10.45 a.m. inside Dutch Kilt's playground near the corner of 36th Avenue and Crescent Street in Astoria. The child was rushed to the hospital in cardiac arrest and later died. The medical examiner will determine the baby's cause of death. A winter storm warning in effect for parts of New York City were up to seven inches of snow, likely by Sunday morning. The forecast caught some by surprise. It's kind of unexpected because it's not been that cold these past couple days, but, you know, when it snows, you just kind of got to be ready for it. The warning was issued for Manhattan, the Bronx, and Queens until 7 Sunday morning. The warning also issued for southern Connecticut, northeast New Jersey, Long Island, and most of the lower Hudson Valley. It's not clear if she jumped the turnstile, but one dog got away and had to be rescued from the subway tracks in Brooklyn. Dakota, a poodle, wiggled free from her owner at the dog park yesterday afternoon and made her way to J Street Station. At that point, she jumped onto the tracks, causing service to be disrupted. Dakota was soon found safe and then returned to her owner. In the NHL tonight, the Devils and Tampa Bay Lightning are at the end of one period, and they are tied at one. The Rangers lost to Ottawa 6-3. Time to check the traffic and passable driving conditions on Route 10 through Parsippany. That's a must to avoid. A 35-mile-per-hour speed restriction on the George Washington. 10-15 to 15 for the Lincoln Tunnel outbound, and 10-15 to 15 both ways at the Holland Tunnel. A crash on the Garden State Parkway north at exit 132, two lanes blocked, and east on 80, a crash in the left lane at exit 12. You now know how not to go weather a winter storm warning in effect up to seven inches likely sunday becoming partly to mostly sunny and 50 dave banning am 970 the answer have you checked your google search results lately search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business so make sure that they create a positive impression with reputationdefender.com what the internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood even if it's not true fortunately you can now control how you look online and in online search results with reputationdefender.com call 800-651-4888 now that's 800-651-4888 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-651-4888 to learn more. 800-651-4888. That's 800-651-4888. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Dennis Prager here. 
And for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife, Sue, did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law and wondered what's the best course of action to take? During Kevin McCullough Radio, you'll hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan, Attorneys at Law, answering a real listener's actual question. If you have a legal question for Mike Connors, the Ask the Lawyer host, simply email the question to Connors at gmail.com that's mike connors at gmail.com or call mike's office at 718-238-6500 and see for yourself that's ask the lawyer with mike connors every saturday evening at six on am 970 the answer it's dennis prager at one michael medved at three weekdays on am 970 the answer Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, of course, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Uh, you know, a little Stevie Ray Vaughan here because we're going to Texas. I actually had another song in mind that I wanted to play because of one of the beers that this brewery puts out, but... I wanted to keep it with a Texas theme instead of doing the other theme. I'll get into that in just a second with my guest here, uh, who is the co-founder as well as the sales and marketing manager of a brewery located in Katy, Texas. It started in 2010. They will be celebrating their eighth anniversary at the end of this year, hence the reason why I played the Stevie Ray Vaughan, because I'm a big Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. He was from Austin, Texas, but it's Texas, so trying to keep that whole theme here. Uh, no Label Brewing is the name of the company. NoLabelBrew.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome in Jennifer Royo to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, Jennifer, how did No Label Brewing get its start? Well, um, my husband was actually a home brewer, and okay. he was uh, actually home brewing out of our garage and um, kind of taking over, you know, the whole the whole house mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, we started drinking his beer. He, It was really good, and... Um, the rest is history. We were just drinking and enjoying the, the homebrew, and before you knew it, we found a place in Old Katy and uh, started up a brewery. And so, so all but, crazy. But let me let me ask you: you uh, when you uh, got out of college, you were in hospitality, management, et cetera. So uh, this must have been. I mean, well, hospitality obviously with with a brewery, you have to be you know uh, greeting people at the door and whatever. But this had to be like a major change for you guys that you decided to take the plunge, especially uh, eight years ago when craft beer was well, it was coming around, but it wasn't the explosion that we've seen over the last couple of years. Right, right. Yeah, it was um, a pretty big change. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, but we were the third brewery in Houston it's a, it, at that time. Oh, wow. amazing because Houston is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of area for us to uh, hit and and. I, I find that in the last few years, um, 
we've changed a lot of people's mind of uh, what's good beer. So um, really excited about that. Now there's about 45 different breweries in Houston. Oh, that's excellent. And over almost 6,000 in the country now. So obviously the, yes. the craft beer has exploded. I mean, there was the big surge in the 90s, and then you had that drop off. And now uh, really in the last five years, uh, craft beer has really taken off. Why the name No Label? Well, um, you know, we were trying to think of a, a, you know, a fun name for the brewery. We are kind of – the brewery was started with my husband, myself, and his parents, and we're all kind of very different people. Mm-hmm. And so we all like different things, all different beers, different styles of beers. Um, and so no label is kind of the – there's a beer for everyone. Uh, and we, that's what we kind of wanted to do here at the brewery. We we don't just have IPAs here. We, we're a brewery that does several different styles, and we try to um, attract – all different people from all different walks of life. And um, along with that, we were trying to think of a good name, and our last name is Royo, and people never can say it right. Okay. (laughs) So it came to signing the papers, and we couldn't think of anything better, and uh, thought it would be, you know, great to just go with No Label Brewery, and we're we're happy we did. Sounds good. Talking with Jennifer Royo, the co-founder of No Label Brewing. They're based out of Katy, Texas, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. NoLabelBrew.com is the website for more information. So let's talk about some of those beers. Now, being a child of the 80s, uh, this one right up my alley, the 1980s Kolsch. What is so special about this beer? Why the name 1980s Kolsch and not just Kolsch? Or, you know, I, I love the, 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 uh, the advertisement that you have on your website, all these different 80s things. So why that name? Yeah, we, you know, it, it was kind of a running joke because we were, we, we thought it would be funny for us all to come up with a story of why we called it 1980 okay. and then kind of just spread those stories and, and, and confuse people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, I was born in 81. Uh, my, okay. ho- my husband was uh, 78, but a lot of our brewers and everything grew up or were born in the 80s. And we, we love the music. We do a lot of um, 80s themes out here. And um, a Kolsch is a very hip uh, beer right now. It's also right. coming back as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so I mean, uh, we we did we've done really well with this beer, and it's actually becoming a uh, a core beer for us, a, a year round beer. Um, you know, it's a five percent ABV, and it's it's delicious. So. Yeah, uh, Kolsch's are are starting to make a big comeback. In fact, there, there's a brewery down the street from me where I live in New Jersey, Wet Ticket Brewing. And their big, uh, their big beer that they started off with was a Kolsch. And really, uh, to me, it's, it's a good introductory beer to people who are not into craft beer, have never really had, you know, they've just drank Bud or Coors Light or whatever, and you want to you wanna get them into something that's not so super bitter or sour or, you know, a stout. I, to me, that seems like the right beer uh, to get people started. Now, Absolutely. this one, this next one that I'm going to ask you about uh, has a special place in my heart. Uh, 11 Amp IPA, taking a page from the great rockumentary Spinal Tap. What's the 411 on this one? Well, so this beer is actually um, sadly going away. Oh. Um, yes, but we're replacing it with a different beer. We, um, you know, we, we obviously love that movie, and we went with that, with that beer. Right. It, it, it did well for us, but we kind of our brewers have been working on some things and are coming out with a new beer that hasn't even hit the market yet called okay. Squeeze and Twist, oh. and it's going to be a more session IPA. All right. So we're trying to target about you know 4.5, 4.6 ABV on that. And and let me ask you, I, I know that you guys you're doing different styles of beers. Obviously, that was by design. But um, have you guys done like higher ABV type beers, or are you trying to keep everything around the four to five percent uh, mark? 
For the most part, we're trying to keep it fairly low. I mean, our one that we're actually going to be um, uh, taking right straight from out of the barrels uh, next week mm-hmm. is our perpetual piece. It's a wee heavy, uh, and that one's, you know, we're looking at 11% wow. uh, on that one. And it's, you know, this year we aged it in early times barrels okay. for about 150 days, and it's it's tasting delicious. A lot of vanilla, a lot of oak to it. Um, so this is actually one of our higher ABV beers, and it's uh, it only comes out once a year, and it's very sought off sought after um, beer that we do. So. We're talking with Jennifer Royo, the co-founder of No Label Brewing. They're based out of Katy, Texas, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, NoLabelBrew.com, is the website for more information. And in some of the info that you had sent me, Jennifer, you've recently switched from bottles to cans. Why make that move? Yeah, so the, we, we've noticed the market is is definitely shifting towards cans. Um, our bottle prices and uh, six-pack carrier prices have uh, gone up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just looking, if you if you go in grocery stores here, um, you're, you're, you're noticing more and more every time you go in that there's the breweries are all switching to cans. It looks, it's actually better for the beer, um, and it also looks cleaner. You can do a little bit more with it on the cans. And uh, again, the price point, you can, you can hit a lower price point for the the consumer uh, and also for the brewery itself. So we actually are expecting our canning line here in a few weeks, and our cans actually arrived yesterday. Nice. So, so you're not excited. so you're not outsourcing your canning. You're actually doing your own canning operation within Absolutely. the brewery. Absolutely, everything is done in house for us. Excellent. Well, because I've noticed that the mobile canning lines have become a big hit. Uh, a number of people in New Jersey use them, and it seems to be the way to go. A lot of people are switching to cans or the or the crowlers, which I'm, I'm guessing you guys do crowlers and growlers as well we do we do and that's been a a a big thing for us since we switched to brew pub license um in texas uh we were you know not able to sell beer to go um we switched our brew pub we switched to brew pub license in october and Mm. we have been killing it selling beer to go now now, why is that in texas so if you open up a brewery you're not allowed you can only consume on the property you can't sell anything to go that's correct. That's correct. So we were a microbrewery, and the reason we didn't switch earlier to a brew pub or didn't start with that is it, when you switch over to the brew pub license, it actually limits uh, what you can sell out in the market to 10,000 barrels. And so, um, you know, we, we don't feel like we're going to hit that, but we were always kind of concerned. That was always in the back of our mind um, why we didn't end up switching before. But the market, especially in this area, um, you're going to see most of the breweries that are popping up are going to be opening as a brew pub instead of a microbrewery. That's interesting. And have the tax laws, since the tax laws have been changed federally, do they affect you in any way? They help you or have they hurt you? Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's hurt us a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, but you know, it's, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, right. You have to go, you have to go buy it no matter what, but right, I, right, right. but the crowler, but the crowlers seem to be a big, I, I've noticed from a number of uh, different breweries, the crowlers seem to be the, uh, the new wave of the future for people getting beer. Cause a lot of times, I mean, I, I must have 10, 15 uh, growlers sitting in my house and my wife was always like, you're going to throw these things out? You're going to recycle them? You're going to do something with them? At least with the Crowler, you can get your beer at a good 32-ounce size. You use it, and then you can recycle it so it's not taking up space in your house. To me, it seems like the, 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 much, the, the better way to go if you're not going to get, uh, you know, say, a four-pack or a six-pack of cans. Right, absolutely. Um, and we, we're doing a, a lot of New England IPAs right now. Mm-hmm. That's a, 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 another uh, popular style. And we sell a lot of our sit-and-side haze in our Phase 2, which is our two New England IPAs that um, we, we've been 
you know, we've, we've come out with recently. And, um, you know, we, the Crowlers, it's just the freshest way to take beer yeah. to go. So it's, it's been great for us. We're really excited about that. Absolutely. Talking with Jennifer Royo, the co-founder of No Label Brewing. It's based out of Katy, Texas. NoLabelBrew.com, the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jennifer, last question from me. If you had to pick one beer to drink at your brew pub, and I'm not gonna I'm a, style style wise. Which one would it be? Uh, I definitely have to go with that New England IPA. That's my new favorite style and go to. Nice. Um, I I drink that from our brewery and from other breweries as well. That's that's just my beer. All right, sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. My guest has been Jennifer Royal, co-founder of No Label Brewing. They're based out of Katy, Texas. Go go visit them. They're uh, they have a great website, NoLabelBrew.com. That's the website for more information. Give you the address. Give you the hours that they're in operation. They've got some great stuff and uh, nice to get a little a little look into Texas beer and how it's different from other breweries around the United States. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You got it. When we come back, it's time for suds and duds. That's where I tell you about the beers that I've had over the last week. I tell you which ones are suds and which ones are duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law and wondered what's the best course of action to take? During Kevin McCullough Radio, you'll hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answering a real listener's actual question. If you have a legal question for Mike Connors, the Ask the Lawyer host, simply email the question to mikeconnors at gmail.com. That's mikeconnors at gmail.com. Or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500 and see for yourself. That's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors every Saturday evening at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. The following is a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills, so I reached out and contacted Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. They were able to work with my creditors. I've been able to to pay off $15,000 in 18 months. It's a godsend. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at Cast here on AM 970. The answer, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G A T U L O. Wow, I almost forgot. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And of course, don't forget we are on iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, you can download and listen. Uh, to all of the craft beer casts right from there. 
So our final segment of the program, which is, of course, as always, Suds and Duds. And, of course, this is the segment where I tell you about the various beers that I've had over the last week or so. And I let you know if uh, I feel that they are a Suds or if they are a Dud. So we will get into that in uh, just a moment. And actually, it's, it's interesting. Um, we're going to do a little news segment here as well. Uh, it's an interesting story that is out of Maryland uh, that's going on right now. Um, where beer, craft beer, is going to be affected in a very bad way if a particular law passes. After they had passed a law last year that kind of sort of helped but didn't really help uh, the craft beer industry uh, down in Maryland. And it's an interesting thing, and, and it's to me it's more of a pay-for-play kind of thing. Um, I think somebody's pocket is getting lined. There's a lot of corruption uh, down in Maryland um, in, in state government, city government things of that nature. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But I want to get into the uh, the beers that I've had over the last week, and then we'll get into the story. And I want to explore this story a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. So we're hoping, uh, going to get on uh, Jim Wagner, who's working for um, uh, Bolt Brewing now. Uh, it's a little brewery that's going to open up uh, very soon. Actually, I think I got the name wrong. I'm sorry, Jim. Um, but anyway, we'll get into it with Jim Wagner in a couple of weeks because their brewery is just about to open uh, in the Baltimore area, and I'm wondering if this law is going to affect them uh, as well as other people. So uh, let's get into it. It's a lot of Jersey beers this week because um, I was just, uh, I, you know, wasn't in the mood to drink some national stuff, so I wanted to drink some uh, some Jersey beers. Went over to my uh, uh, favorite place uh, for me to go to to have a kickback and have a couple of beers with my boys over at Wet Ticket Brewing in Rawway. Uh, they had a new test ticket. Tim uh, Pewitt uh, put up a new test ticket, the Northeast Two Times IPA. Uh, by Wet Ticket. This, without a doubt, is my new favorite from them. And, Tim, if you're listening, you guys need to make this as a regular rotation on the taps. Maybe put it in cans. I would definitely buy a crowler or a growler of this to take home. It was fantastic. Juicy, dank, delicious. If you like your IPAs like that, this one was just spot on, was perfect. Uh, Great time we had there last Friday night. Had a dream ticket uh, by those guys. That is another solid, wonderful IPA. A little more on the malty side, if you like them a little bit, uh, your IPAs with a little more malt in them. But without a doubt, uh, a a real steady, easy-drinking IPA. And then I I wanted to go a little bit lighter, so I went with a bipartisan blonde. My wife had this one. She really liked it, so I wanted to try it. Nice, easy-drinking, smooth. This is definitely a good beer uh, if you're just starting getting into craft beer. Maybe you don't want to drink their Kolsch or their Hoppy Kolsch. The bipartisan blonde is a perfect starter beer. Uh, if you're getting into craft beer. As we continue on here on the Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Had a Rollway Pale Ale. This is another one that I missed uh, when they had it in rotation. Nice, easy-drinking pale ale. A little bit of a bite to it, so if you're trying to up that bitterness a little bit, that's definitely one that you want to go to. All in all, it was a great night at Wet Ticket. Uh, And then, of course, uh, I had one other Wet Ticket when I got home on Saturday night. We'll get to that in just a second. But then... Had dinner over at my favorite place at Paragon Tap and Table right in uh, Clark, New Jersey, located right off the Garden State Parkway off of exit 135 in the Target Shopping Center. Had a Master of the Seas triple IPA by uh, Chigmeister. Very impressed with this. For a triple, it didn't taste like one. Smooth, a nice hop profile, a little bit of caramel on the back end. Outstanding beer. Uh, Chigmeister is really putting out some great stuff. Love these guys. Uh, They haven't missed for me yet uh, with their beer, so keep up the good work, guys. Then when I got home Saturday night after my wife and I had dinner, I've had two bottles of this sitting, and I, I one I'm, I'm kind of cellaring because I want it to, to age a little bit and see how it tastes. 
The other one I have wanted to open for a while, for about a month now. I hadn't had the chance to do it. Because, look, it's a boozy beer. Um, didn't want And it's not as boozy as you would think. That's the cool thing. So, Wet Ticket had their one-year anniversary in December. They came out with an Imperial Oatmeal Stout, which was aged in bourbon barrels. I had a taste of this back in the summer uh, when Tim had it in, in the barrels. And... Um, I have to say, at about 60 degrees, it was fantastic. I could have drank it at that temperature, and it would have been fine. But uh, So they finally put out the bottles of this. I, I bought one, and then I ended up buying another one uh, a couple of weeks later. Um, I have to tell you, this was amazing. I would put this beer on par with Founders KBS, Goose Island, uh, anything that is bourbon barrel aged that is an oatmeal stout uh, or a stout. I would put this up with all of them. It was fantastic. Great flavor. got better as it warmed up. Um, boozy without being o- overtly boozy. Like sometimes, you know, and I've, I've talked about this before, where the bourbon is just so present in the beer that you're tasting more bourbon than beer. And, and to be honest with you, if you want to taste that much bourbon, just pour yourself a glass of Maker's Mark or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, t- to me, if you want that much bourbon, drink a glass of bourbon. You don't need the beer to go with it. But if you want something that has that subtle flavor of bourbon without, you know, being too overt, this is definitely something that you that you want in a beer. He still has a few bottles left, folks. They're fifteen bucks. Uh, you can't beat it. It's basically two pints uh, of beer. It is awesome. Definitely let it warm up. But it's only around eight percent. It's not super boozy. Where you know it's a ten, eleven, twelve percent. You feel like, oh my god, I can't drink this. It is outstanding. Definitely get it, Tim. Fantastic job with this. And hopefully, you have a few left this weekend so I can get down there uh, and pick up a bottle. Uh, Paragon also did uh, on Thursday night. Uh, tap takeover uh, from Icarus Brewing. Uh, these guys are down in Lakewood, New Jersey. If you want to, if it, it's very easy. If you've ever been to a Lakewood uh, Blue Claws game, Double uh, A affiliate, I think they're a Double A affiliate of the Phillies. They are kind of catty corner um, from the stadium. So if you've ever been to Lakewood, you've been to the to the stadium there, the Blue Claws Stadium. Icarus Brewing is just catty corner uh, to the building. And uh, Shane Gertner, the sales rep, had a great conversation with him on Thursday night. In fact. They uh, Their beer is actually in the ballpark, but I think they're trying to work with something uh, with the Lakewood Blue Claws for opening day to kind of partner up with them. So kudos to them. Good luck to them on that. Uh, Icarus, a great South Jersey uh, brewery. They're doing some great work. Started off with their Yacht Juice IPA, their anniversary barrel. This was fantastic. Real juicy, real nice, and, and you know, not super dank, but really that, that New England style of IPA that you really want to be juicy uh, was delicious. To me, this was the best of the bunch. Uh, then I did a flight, uh, one of which was a beer that wasn't on the menu. Uh, it's more of a, a pale ale type uh, that, off the top of my head, uh, the Brew Cat, I think it is. Uh, this was good. Um, it got better a little bit as it warmed up. The second one that I had in the flight was the Wakakiki Macau uh, from Icarus. A lot of tropical flavor in this one, nice hop flavor. Um, that was pretty good. All of them kind of looked dank but not as like i was expecting more dankness and didn't uh, uh didn't deliver at least to me the outpost 31 it's a more ipa-ish than a lager um this is uh it's an ipl so you really i really didn't get a lot of the lager taste out of it i got more of an ipa taste out of it but it was still uh very tasty uh and then i finished off with a, a king arthur's steed uh in the flight from icarus which uh, it was very light on the coconut this is supposed to be a coconut porter um, didn't get as much coconut flavor in it as I thought I was going to. But nice, smooth, uh, good beer. So great talk with Shane. Actually, he told me a very funny story about Todd Frazier going to the Mets. Um, I'm not going to get into it here, but if you listen on Monday, 
when Russ Salzberg and I fill in for Joe Piscopo and the Joe, and uh, Frank Morano, um, I'm going to tell the story. It's a very funny story about Todd Frazier. He's a Met fan, Shane. He wants to root for the Mets, but he has to root for Todd Frazier, but he doesn't like Todd Frazier. I'll explain more on Monday. So if anybody's listening and you're listening in on Monday, call in. You definitely want to hear the story. It's actually a funny story. And then I finished it off with uh, Carton Brewing's Cupid uh, uh, on Nitro, which is fantastic. Uh, This one just came out again. uh, Super smooth on Nitro. Roasty. Love the coffee flavors in this. Another great job, again, as usual, uh, from Carton Brewing. And if you can get a chance to get it on Nitro, it's even better. So, folks, definitely uh, want to check that out. So this story, real quick before we get out of here, and we're going to explore this more next week, uh, Maryland – uh, is is doing something that's that's really weird, and um, unfortunately, they uh, it's it's weird what they're doing. They're trying to pass a law because Guinness Brewing wants to come into Maryland, build a big facility, uh, and make beer. Okay, so that's all well and good. Unfortunately, it's kind of at the expense of the craft the craft beer industry that's already there now that's trying to make business. Um, and I don't want to get into it too much here because, unfortunately, my computer is having problems here, so I can't really pull up the article. But in basically, in a sense, this new bill that's in the Maryland House of Representatives would reduce the amount of beer a brewery can sell from its tap room by 75%. And that's just the start of it. That's just scratching the surface of what they're trying to do. They're basically trying to limit small business in the state of Maryland. And to me, I think this is a bad. This sends a bad sign. This is going to affect a tremendous amount of breweries. It'll affect heavy seas. Uh, it'll affect um, all these smaller uh, Baltimore breweries that are just trying to get started, uh, and they're not going to be able to survive. All for the expense of a big brewery. And Guinness is not really on board with this. They're just like, hey, listen, we want to help with the with the. The small brewers, we have no issue with this, but they're screwing up the laws, and, and there's a big problem. So we're going to get into this more next week uh, on the program. I really want because I think the vote takes place sometime in the middle of next week. Uh, and it's it's really interesting because there, there were so many different things. They passed a law, didn't pass a law. Some other stuff was going on. I really want to get into this more in depth next week. You definitely want to stay tuned for it because it's it sends a real bad signal to, to craft brewers all over the country. Uh, and we're seeing craft brewing jump in leaps and bounds. We're seeing some craft breweries, you know, uh, fall by the wayside, which is unfortunate, but unfortunately that's what you see in this business here. But there are over 6,000 breweries in the United States, and if this law goes through, it's going to hurt a lot of people uh, in the state of Maryland. That's all the time we have for this week's show on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, uh, Darren Yellen, uh, you know, uh, uh, Alexa Long, the head brewer for Legion Brewing, Jennifer Royo from No Label Brewing, and, of course, Last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show. It's me and Russ Salzberg filling in for Joe and for Frank Morano. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.